This is Cruise Control. Control. Your on-air automotive magazine with co-hosts Fred Staub and Les Jackson. Control. Everything you need to know about new and used cars. Industry news. We'll fix or repair your car on the air. Fasten your seatbelts and let us take the wheel. Your ride is about to begin. Because you're on Cruise Control. Cruise Control. Cruise Control. Welcome to Cruise Control, your on-air automotive magazine. The ride has begun. I'm your driver for the moment, Les Jackson. My passenger next to me, as always, is Fred Staub. He seems to be a little scared about my driving. Uh, yeah, Les, I'm just not sure what's going on with you. It seems like you're just moving the wheel left and right. I don't get it. Uh, well, it won't it it won't steer straight what else can i do well we'll have to do a little alignment during the next segment but we have got a lot to get to this has been a busy week uh for the auto industry volkswagen okays the ford alliance but what vehicles will we see first between volkswagen built with volkswagen and ford together that's going to be really interesting. And uh, over at Buick, they up the game when it comes to the Envision crossover. That's the one made in China, you know. It is. It's really, uh, really handsome unit. And we'll nice, talk about nice, them. nice car. Yeah. And Cadillac is discounting a future collectible. We will have the deal details so you can get in on it. That's right. And my favorite subject, physics, you can't ignore physics. And a new study says you're more at risk during a crash if you're driving a small vehicle. Well, you know, of course. Yeah, yeah. And uh, talking tech. This is a very interesting talking tech on Cruise Control Radio. Is it time for your car wires to get a chili wrap? Hmm. Didn't you say you wanted? Hmm. Oh, yeah, it's a chili dog you wanted. No, it's a chili dog yeah. with, with cheese. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> On a bun. Well, anyway. And sauerkraut make... and onions. Oh, yes, of course. You got to have everything. Anyway, Ford is uh, taking on the COVID virus with extreme heat. We get the details from Stephen Tyler, Ford's police marketing manager. This, uh, you know, we have to take our hats off to the car companies on on this uh, in this whole pandemic they've they've been a lot of them have really been doing a lot yeah they sure have and we'll tell you how this system works and could it be applied to a car near you all that and more when we get rolling on this edition of cruise control radio we're glad you're along for the ride don't forget to check us out at cruisecontrolradio.com uh, where you can link over to our Facebook page. If you want to check out that Envision, we've got a shot of it up there right now. And uh, you can also uh, like us uh, um, well, like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter, and check out the podcast edition of the show. If you ever miss an episode, no problem. You can get caught up. So it's all there at cruisecontrolradio.com. Uh, and... Yeah, we've told you about this uh, Volkswagen Ford Alliance. I think it was originally going to be for vans, but I'm thinking this is going to go well beyond this. We'll talk about the ramifications of teaming up when we come back on Cruise Control Radio, your on-air automotive magazine. I'm Fred Staub. He's Les Jackson. We will be right back, so keep it buckled up. (laughs) 
Listen to the live feed of Cruise Control Radio every Saturday at 10 a.m. Eastern. Go to www.cruisecontrolradio.com to find out how to do it. Cruise Control. And welcome back to Cruise Control Radio, your on-air automotive magazine. Fred Staub with you, along with Les Jackson. We are glad you're along for the ride. You can always check Cruise Control Radio out at cruisecontrolradio.com. Place to go for a lot of links and stuff yep. like that. Um, we told you that the future of the automotive industry involves companies teaming up, of course, We've had some uh, team-ups that have been around for a long time, like Nissan and Mitsubishi. Uh, That's just starting to come to fruition now and starting to uh, bring new products to the market. But um, now Volkswagen and Ford are teaming up. They call them alliance projects. This week, the Volkswagen board approved uh, going forward with these alliance projects. And um, they they basically said further projects are to follow, as is the investment in Argo AI, which is the self-driving software company backed by Ford, which will be uh, jointly controlled with VW. But here's some of the uh, vehicles that are going to be coming out first, Les. A city delivery van to be de- developed by VW, a large commercial van to be developed by Ford, and a new electric vehicle for Ford of Europe to be built on VW's electric vehicle architecture. This is kind of a a harbinger of things to come in the automotive industry, isn't it? Well, it is. I mean, you would expect these kinds of products to be the first ones, but of course, we know this isn't anywhere near the end of it. No. And also, uh, what you said before that the industries, uh, the companies are beginning to merge. Look at the airline industry. It's exactly what was predicted, and that's what happened. We're going to see another round of that, I'm sure. Oh, I'm in sure we industry. will. Yeah. Uh, and so I, I can see 10 years from now, there might only be five auto companies. Yeah. Interesting. Interesting. And, you know, you don't see it here, but. Uh, in Europe, VW is a big player in the truck market. I mean, everything from their um, delivery vans to their, they make full-size tractor trailers, Class 8 tractor trailers. They do. They make uh, construction equipment, you know, yeah. caterpillars. And- yeah. I mean, I remember going to the Frankfurt Truck Show in Germany and seeing a tractor trailer with Volkswagen on it. And, you know, to me, I was like, look at this. This is really strange. But... To over there, that's like a common thing. You know, it's like a Kenworth or a Peterbilt or something like that. It's, and we think of Volkswagen as small cars, efficient cars, you know, small fun that's cars. Right. But uh, yeah, they're into it. So uh, really, also, you, you look at it from Ford's perspective, they've spent a lot of money in Europe. They've actually been pretty successful. But if they can co- lower their costs by using, uh, the electric vehicle architecture from VW and putting their own body on it. Why not? Right. Well, exactly. Uh, the whole idea is economy of scale mm-hmm. and who cares? Uh, frankly, I don't mean who cares, but let the average buyer doesn't care what the mechanics are. Well, they just want something reliable and that they like the looks of. Very much like some of the entry-level Mercedes are actually Nissans underneath. 
Right. And people don't, they either don't know, or as you say, they don't care. They want to get the Mercedes badge up front, and they don't care what the underpinnings are. And there's nothing wrong with the underpinnings. It's just that the underpinnings are typically put on a car that's less than $30,000, let's say. That's right. Um, you know. I wonder if they go so far as to take the Nissan name off of castings and things like that. So oh, open- they, I'm sure they do. I'm yeah. sure that they're <laughs> built with different badges and yeah, casting. Uh, remember casting what, what what was it? The Aston Martin, <clears throat> the little mini car, ten oh, or twelve years ago. It was ago a that, Toyota, wasn't it? Yeah, it was a little. Toyota with an Aston Martin badge on it for a really like nice forty thousand dollars. <laughs> but you get really, really nice. Oh, seats. they were terrific seats. I think one of those things is a collector's item. I bet they didn't build many of those at all. You know? No, I think if you have a some some eccentric probably has a collection of uh, Lincoln Blackwood pickup truck the uh you know the aston martin entry level uh mobile city city car yeah it's uh yeah. yeah that was their idea to be able to build v12s they would sell a bunch of these small cars but didn't happen but it will end up in a museum for <clears throat> sure for sure yep hey when we come back we're going to tell you about a brand new version of the envision crossover from uh, buick Quite uh, quite the design. This is going to be a 2021 model. They're coming out, and we're going to tell you about a lot of 2021 models uh, this week on Cruise Control Radio, so stay tuned. Plus, Les is going to get a chili wrap. Isn't that something you get at Yummy. a spa? Yeah. Well, <laughs> we'll be right back on wow. Cruise Control Radio. <laughs> For the latest updates on Cruise Control, follow us on Twitter at Cruise Control Rad. That's C-R-U-I-S-E-C-T-R-L-R-A-D. Cruise Control Rad. Welcome Cruise back to Cruise Control. Control. Lesson Fred here. We promised you at the start that we would uh, talk about... Buick's uh, Envision, which has been quite successful for them. It's been out about four years now. Yeah, how many? Built, built in China. How many people do you think know it's one of the only cars sold by U.S. Uh, manufacturer built in China? I think maybe 20% of the uh, They're the people that the listen to Cruise buyers. Control Radio. They're the ones that are up to date. That's exactly right. And so... They're, uh, the the Envision uh, is being refreshed. Yeah. And uh, it, they've done a nice job. Actually, I think it's pretty handsome. I think this is this article um, that was on CarBuzz, I believe. They, they said it's a huge improvement over its bland-looking predecessor. Yeah, like the the predecessor, the current version, is kind of workmanlike. You know, it, it's like, yeah, it's fine. It doesn't take any chances. This really looks elegant, the design of this. lot, Nice flowing lines, a sort of a upside-down checkmark uh, style line on the side. The front end wraps around in a nice way. Um, and I think they're going to do well with this. Uh, they're also launching the Encore GX. That's made in Korea, right? 
that's right. Uh, it looks to me very Cadillacish. Yeah, it does. It looks it looks premium. It does look premium. Um, and they've overhauled everything on the inside. It will be the first available use of a 10-inch touchscreen infotainment system with Apple CarPlay, Android Auto, Amazon Alexa, Spotify, and Pandora. That's good for getting uh, the cruise control radio uh, podcasts because we're on both Spotify and Pandora. That's right. I know this will be important to you, the Fox Sports app. Oh, yes. I have it uh, on my uh, on my iWatch. <laughs> yeah, and the power <laughs> will come from a two-liter four-cylinder tur- turbo engine with a nine-speed uh, automatic, which is the it's same uh, powertrain used. Big block. Yeah, that's a big block. Used <laughs> in the Cadillac XT4. If it is the same, it will come with about 237 horsepower. Standard uh all, all kinds of emergency automatic braking, front pedestrian braking, lane assist, uh, HD rear vision camera. Uh, it's going to go on sale uh, early next year, but we have the details for you now. And uh, I, th- I say it could be a hit for them. It is much more car-like and less upright, but still has things like all-wheel drive and that. I, I think it could be a, a good choice for a lot of people. Don't you? Yeah, I think so too. And if you look at their advertising campaigns, it's uh, you know it's all these young people saying, you know, my car is the Buick over there. That's a Buick. Yeah. Uh, I mean, they've that's that's pretty successful. They've done uh, a lot of good as far as lowering their average age of the buyer, um, which is hard to do if you ask most marketing people. But it is hard to do. Yeah. Now you and I are always on the uh, look for uh discounts right and the cadillac ct6 of course is going away that's their big vehicles rear drive or all-wheel drive um i had one i loved it i tell you i could i could drive one of those things because i like a big car i like the luxury of it and the fit and finish it was very lulling uh like the original cadillacs i drove from the 70s but not wallowy <laughs> like the original Cadillacs I drove right. from the 70s. Um, but this vehicle is going away. You can also get the Hot V uh, engine in the Cadillac, uh, the Blackwing V8 uh, engine, totaling 550 horsepower, 640 pound-foot of torque. Uh, and that uh, is going to be a collector's item. I don't think you're going to see this much at all. But uh, there are deals right now. Uh, the CTXV, all CT6 and CT6V sedans have $1,000 cash and 0% APR financing deal for up to 60 months, uh, but you must finance through GM Financial. If you prefer to lease, there's a $2,000 offer towards the lease, again, through GM Financial. They make a lot of money through that. Lastly, they do. there's a $2,000 cash allowance on all 2020 ct6 discounts and uh it's gonna well it's gonna expire on june 1st so once you're done listening uh, to this show that would be very soon yeah i wonder if they are gonna give deals on the ct6v uh with all that power because this is gonna be this is gonna be a serious collector item you're gonna spend a lot of money on it but it will be a collector's item don't you think 
I think so. Um, we have a local Cadillac dealer just down the street. It's um, right next to the parking lot of my local CVS drugstore where we always get prescriptions and whatever. And there are a bunch of other shops. And I've, I look at the parking lot because it's where their cars are. All the SUVs are in a different lot. And there's, there's never more than one V in that parking lot. A lot of people like them. That's right. Well, I don't think they get many either. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They are, uh, you know, and still a deal. ATSV or something like that. Probably a lot of performance. Uh, you know, uh, I liked that car. It was a small car. That was as close as they came to having a BMW 3 fighter. That's right. And you could get the twin turbocharged V6. I wonder what one of those goes. Um, I don't know. You uh, have to check that during the break. We'll check that. I think it's probably still got some a lot of residual value. Mm. Well, you let's do a chain gear change here, Les. Um, you, as someone who has restored a lot of cars, probably came upon cars sitting in a garage or whatever. And obviously, the what do car guys do? They say, "Hey, I wonder if it starts." Right. Exactly. So you uh, maybe you disconnect the fuel line or, or as put in a temporary fuel line or maybe just dump some gas down the carburetor, throw put a new battery on it, you know, do a quick check of the oil. Let's just see if it will turn over. Well, that's the point where a lot of these cars catch on fire. And why? Because varmints have chewed through wires, right? Well... Uh, and many times the fire starts in the carburetor when it backs fires. Okay. When it backs. Which it's happened to you. It's happened to oh, me. Oh, sure. If you're around cars, you know, you've lost your eyebrows over that. And you calmly put the fire out. You don't panic and run away. No. You just put it out. But a lot of times wires are eaten through. They'll short against something. something they'll That's spark. exactly right. They're trying to start these cars in a barn with hay or something. And guess what? The thing goes on fire. Well, there is now a product from Honda that is chili-flavored wire wrap. You wrap it around <laughs> the wires, and it prevents uh, rodents from eating the wires. Isn't that interesting? Well, you know, it seems so simple uh -huh. that nobody came up with that before. Uh-huh. And uh, why not? I, I think this is a great product for anything, whether it's your air conditioner outside or, uh, you know, your your classic car that is uh, has some exposed wiring maybe underneath something that's easy to get to. Uh, but it actually has uh, cayenne pepper in it and they eat, get a taste of this stuff and they back off. Yeah. Well, yeah. you know, uh, they used to sell a, uh, a stuff, a cayenne pepper liquid uh, in the drugstores when I was a little kid that, that you'd paint on the kids' fingernails so they wouldn't bite their nails. And what if you like spicy cayenne peppers? Well, then, <laughs> you might be then like, you, hey, these you are good. Chewed your, <laughs> you chewed your fingers off. Apparently, right. Honda was having a problem with one of their vehicles, and they actually did this. Dealers actually did this. This seems like such a good idea. Yeah. I just think it's a good product for anything. It's actually got a Honda part number. 
number hmm. 4019-2317. <laughs> Chili-flavored wiring tape. It, why not? <laughs> hey, we have a, a way of chasing away the COVID virus. Actually, Ford does. When we come back, we're going to talk to Steven Tyler from Ford's police division, uh, police marketing manager, about a way they are sanitizing cars. Maybe you'll see it on your car soon. So stay tuned to Cruise Control Radio. Cruise Control Radio goes live every Saturday starting at 10 a.m. Eastern. To listen, click the link on our homepage. Go to www.cruisecontrolradio.com. And welcome back to Cruise Control Radio, your on-air automotive magazine. You know, Les and I drive a lot of cars, and we get in them, and they've been used by other journalists. Our car delivery services, though, do a great job of sanitizing them. But that typically means less, uh, you know, spraying them with disinfectants and cleaners and things like that. And they look great. But are, That's right. are they really completely clean? Uh, I I wish you hadn't reminded me of that question. (laughs) So uh, how would you get the interior of a vehicle really clean? Because there's a lot of cracks and crevices and a lot of touch surfaces, all the dashboard and uh, shifter and things like that. And someone has sneezed in it. Yeah. Or coughed. So this problem was brought to Steven Tyler, who is the Ford Police Marketing Manager, and I believe it came from a request from the NYPD, didn't it? The New York Police Department. Yeah, it did. Uh, as a matter of fact, one of our engineers uh, was talking to the NYPD and talking about this invisible enemy, the COVID virus that they're fighting out there. And they're talking about the shortage of chemicals and, and you know, the, uh, the just how prevalently it, it had hit New York. And so that prompted uh, the engineer by the name of Steve Skeekin to just, uh, stop and think about what could we do to help. And he came up with this heating solution, which I think is pretty brilliant. And and this did this technology exist in the? Uh, I guess it's in the Ford Police Utility that that this is being done. And did this uh, exist already, or is it? Did they have to add hardware, or is it just software? Or yeah, so the hardware uh, in the vehicle uh, already existed, That uh, everything that was necessary to do this, but the software did need to be updated. And so what uh, what he did was he, he got with a team of engineers, and, and they literally worked seven days a week uh, over the past several weeks to get this going. And what it does is it tweaks the uh, engine control system and the climate control system to get the engine uh, heated up a bit more than normally would be allowed, get that coolant temperature up uh, as high as it needs to be to make this work. And then the climate control system forces that additional heat into the cabin. It heats it up to 130 degrees, 133 degrees Fahrenheit for 15 minutes, which an Ohio State study determined uh, kills over 99% of the coronavirus. Wow. That is really... Now, now if, if you're pumping that much heat out of the cooling system, how hot is the engine actually getting? As I understand it, it gets to around 200 degrees, uh, the coolant temperature. Um, and then, you know, like I said, it forces that additional heat into the cabin. So, so in other words, there's enough of a margin on 
on the engine and the cooling system and that to handle this. It's not going to damage the vehicle. It It's just uh, it, the parameters set as it came from the factory. Obviously, most people wouldn't want to go up to 133 degrees in their car unless they're really cold. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Yeah, absolutely. You know, you wouldn't you wouldn't want uh, this baking you uh, <laughs> at this temperature when you're when you're sitting in the vehicle. But uh, neither does the cr- uh, coronavirus, which is uh, which is great. And how does it work? It it locks the door so someone can't get in and say, "Oh, yeah, it's it's sitting there idling. Let me just uh, jump in." It, it's almost. I, I mean, I I don't take this in the bad way, Steve. It reminds me of when you clean your oven, like that you get exactly locked out of the door, and and it goes into the superheat <laughs> mode to get rid of all the stuff in your oven, but then you know you can't open the door. There's an interlock. Is that sort of what it's like? Well, uh, that's a great analogy, and uh, that's kind of how I personally think of it. But uh, ultimately, it, it doesn't prevent you from getting into the vehicle. But what happens is, is if it senses that someone's in there. Uh, somebody touches a steering wheel or the brakes or something like that, it's going to shut down. And, and, and how it's activated, it, it can't be, you know, accidentally activated. Uh, you either have to plug something into the vehicle's OBD2 port to activate it or on uh, some of the newer versions uh, of the vehicle that are out there that this software can be downloaded onto. Uh, you can do a smart sequence of commands using the cruise control commands in the right sequence to, to get it activated. So it won't it won't just accidentally come on. It has to be purposely done. Now, uh, how many times in a typical police force, how many times a day would the car have to be uh, sanitized? There each shift or more than that? Uh, yeah, that's going to depend on the agency's policies. Um, but, you know, what we kind of envision is, you know, if, if you've transported a known a uh, patient with coronavirus, because sometimes uh, uh, law enforcement is acting as a, you know, uh, a EMT almost taking someone to a hospital. You know, so if you know someone was corona positive, you could uh, run it after that. Um, or, you know, just whenever there's a question about when that vehicle needs to be cleaned, because um, most agencies are following the CDC recommended procedures and they're wiping them down. And this is really meant to be a supplement that when you're, whenever you're going into that cleanup procedure you would you could run this as well and then now you've got that peace of mind knowing that if something was missed somewhere or a part of the vehicle that you couldn't reach was missed that this heat will reach into those spaces right and and it'll it'll attack it there now on you said on the newer vehicles they can download this software remotely so they wouldn't have to take the vehicle to a dealer to get it software added or or how does that work yeah, it, it's not a remote process. It does require going into the dealership to have it uh, downloaded. Mm-hmm. Um, the software itself is free. Uh, Ford's providing it, uh, the software itself, at no charge. There could be a labor charge uh, to have it done, but but a lot of our agencies also have the proper tools in their service shop where they could download it themselves as well. Hmm. Really interesting. Um, it, this is just, by the way, this is, uh, thank thank you, Ford, for doing this. Yeah. Um, how, how many uh, police cars are we talking about nationwide? So the the vehicles we're piloting it on is the 2013 to 2019 police intercept utility. And, and we chose that because it's the most number of you know vehicles in service right now, Ford police vehicles in service right now. And the number of those that we sold over the course of, uh, of, its, of that time was 176,000 vehicles. 
So wow. uh, it's a pretty large chunk of vehicles and, and a large part of what's out there. Yeah. And um, does this affect any interior, you know, like the upholstery or the plastic on the dash or even some of the other police gear they have in there, like computers and things like that? Well, we, uh, we've done testing, you know, to make sure that, that this level of heat for that duration is not going to damage the interior of the vehicle. And a lot of the police components that typically go in, uh, you know, we touched base with the manufacturers um, and found that, you know, they test uh, their components at higher temperatures as well. We, we do have a recommendation, um, you know, that when somebody's activating it, that they do remove the contents, you know, that they can remove out of the vehicle. Uh, you know, including people and, and stuff like that. But shotguns, uh, probably uh, you wouldn't yeah. want to yeah. heat up Good your gun. Sure, yeah, you don't want your ammo in that cabin. That's for sure. Uh, and we just recommend that that cabin's cleared. You know, before you start uh, before you start the process. Yeah, I mean, some of these vehicles less run twenty four seven, especially in like NYPD. Yeah. So you're done with Never your shut them off. And uh, and it's almost like uh, hot racking on on a navy ship. <laughs> Somebody sits right down while the seat's still warm and says, "Okay, you know, maybe they put some gas in it and they head out for another eight hour shift." So. It, it certainly is. It's it's always been the the heavy duty test for any any vehicle, uh, hasn't it, Stephen? Yeah, for sure. I mean, when when you've got vehicles in use for twenty four hours, and like you said, sometimes they don't get shut off for a period of time. It's got to be a durable vehicle for sure. Yeah, yeah. What about? Uh, go ahead. How many how many police officers, Fred, uh, have been? Uh, you know, infected in New York. I know here in D.C. it's been over 100. I think it was over 300. I'm not sure about that, but I seem to remember something like that. Um, yeah, so these guys need this kind of help. Yeah, and but think of it beyond this, too, beyond COVID. You're transporting a sick person, somebody that gets sick in the back seat or something like that. That's right. Uh, it wouldn't be a bad idea to sanitize the car after that. And... Uh, my question is, will we see these on other vehicles? Like, for example, rent rental cars. This seems like it might be a good idea for for rental car business, uh, Stephen. Sure, and and uh, even though we're we're piloting it now on the police interceptor utility, we are looking at you know possibility of doing it uh, elsewhere. You know, it's just going to depend on uh, you know feedback from customers and and what the need is out there. We'll definitely would look at that. Yeah. Yeah. Any thought on UV light? I know in the subways in New York City, they're using UV light. I thought, wow, wouldn't imagine if they could do that in a car and just replace the dome light with a UV light, you know, to, to do that. Have you guys looked into that? Um, we went with the heating solution because the, the heat goes into places where, you know, light and the can't chemicals get. can't reach. And so really, it seems like the heating solution, especially being that uh, at that duration and that temperature, right, it kills over 99% of the virus. We feel that's the best solution. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, plus, uh, the UV would would deteriorate the uh, color in the in the vinyl yeah. well, components. Ste Stephen, we appreciate you joining us. Stephen Tyler is the police marketing manager for Ford. We'll have to have you back and talk about some police vehicles sometime. We appreciate you telling us about this way of getting rid of COVID. And we will be right back on Cruise Control Radio. Cruise Control Radio goes live every Saturday starting at 10 a.m. Eastern. To listen, click the link on our homepage. Go to www.cruisecontrolradio.com. 
Cruise Control. Welcome back to Cruise Control. Well, we uh, covered uh, a really neat program with Ford uh, helping keep the uh, the police cars sanitized. And, and speaking of speaking of cars, well, go well, ahead. Well, Les, before we do that, I I've covered myself in the chili tape, so no rodents eat me. Excellent. Um, <laughs> I've made I, I've made a chili tape uh, jacket actually, and hat. I've uh, it's sticking to my hair that. a bit though. It's I'm a little worried about that. I, I am getting a lot of emails and letters from friends uh, and followers on Facebook asking me to wear a mask because I look better. <laughs> <laughs> wear a mask while you're in your office yeah. doing the radio show. Yes. Please wear, please. <laughs> yes. Um, but, but well, uh, well, onward to the auto industry and safety. Yeah. A lot has been done to make small cars safer. A lot, a lot. I mean, they really have gone from, wow, you wouldn't want to, be caught in an accident in that thing to something that is certainly survivable. But according to the IIHS, the people that crunch a lot of numbers and crunch a lot of cars. A lot of cars, too. Small cars still have the highest driver death rates, with a few exceptions. Now, the worst, believe it or not, uh, of the cars they tested was the 2017 Ford Fiesta. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, some of them did very well, well, uh, you know, at, at, for small cars, uh, the Volkswagen Golf and Nissan Leaf had death rates of zero and five per million register vehicle years. So those were low. That's right. Compared to the Fiesta's 141 so, per million. I mean, we're dealing with physics here. If you get hit with a tractor right. trailer in a small car, uh, it's just, you know, it's just, there's nothing to stop the forces of physics, right? Well, that's right. I mean, it's, uh, it, it, it's a very simple formula. It's just one half mass times, times the uh, velocity squared. Mm -hmm. uh, that's how much energy hits. So if you think about, a thousand pounds hitting you even at uh 10 miles an hour mm -hmm. the the force and you always do the velocity in feet per second so um that's that's six feet per second which doesn't sound like much but it's hitting with a force squared that's 36 times a thousand that's thirty-six thousand pounds that it's hitting you wow and that's why that's why when a train hits a car, it's impossible. The car explodes. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no way. Yeah. I mean, most cars are designed for what a thirty-five mile an hour crash. That's right. That's right. And and they're designed to crush, and that crushing is absorbing as much of that energy as it possibly can. And moving it around, they actually engineer it around the driver or the passenger. Right. They can send it to the back of the vehicle. Even they have ways of moving that power around. Um, and, you know, it's, it's, if you have a small car, I guess the best thing you can do is look for the crash rate ratings, right? I believe exactly the 2017 Ford Fiesta, which had an overall death rate of 141 fatalities per million reg registered vehicle years, uh, compares to the average of other small models or other 
2017 models that had 36 fatalities per million registered vehicles. So that model earned a marginal rating from the IIHS on the driver's side small overlap crash. It's not no longer made uh, or, or sold in the U.S. But Joe Nolan, IIHS Senior Vice President of Vehicle Research, said smaller vehicles offer less protection for the driver in crashes, and their lighter mass means they take the brunt of the collisions with larger vehicles. That's right. But, I mean, if you are going to drive a small vehicle, look for one that does well in the crash test. Yeah, uh, the, and that's, you know, five stars is the highest rating you can get in a crash. If you look at the stars on the window sticker for mm -hmm. crashworthiness, and it's three or less, don't buy it. Yeah. It, it's going to, it's very high risk. Now, the lowest death rate of vehicles come where three large SUVs, the Chevy Suburban, the, the Chevrolet 1500 pickup truck, GMC Yukon XL 1500, and Mitsubishi Outlander. And the Subaru Outback and the Hyundai Odyssey van were also low. So That's right. Um, a lot of mass in a Suburban, right? The, awful lot of mass in a Suburban, a lot of, a lot of room for crushing mm -hmm. uh, in a crash. Uh, it's pretty, pretty safe. Yeah. Um, the only thing safer I can think of is my shoes, uh, because if I'm walking, uh -huh. <laughs> I'm not too likely to crash. I always thought if you have a very small car, you've got to use speed and maneuverability to your exactly. advantage. It's and sort of like a destroyer in the Navy. There's no armor on it, so it has to maneuver around and... Uh, be very fast, nimble, and and watch its surroundings, uh, so it doesn't get and, uh, damaged. And there's the key when driving. What keeps you the safest is situational awareness. Absolutely, absolutely. Braking, moving to the right, the the correct lane ahead of time. Exactly, exactly. Hey, That's uh, right. let's get to talking about small vehicles. Uh, this is an interesting. This could be a whole new segment. I'm going to use a horrible term uh, that is often used in the world of business. Uh, it's called white space, playing in the white space, brand new, a, a brand new space to sell products in, right? And, there you are. And you, as you know, a lot of people are very afraid about going back to work in cities because they're going to have to ride public transportation, buses, subways, commuter yep. railroads. You're kind of trapped for an hour or so, like uh, I would say for me, it's like 45 minutes on a train and people are sneezing, people are, you know, shedding. <laughs> I, I hate that term, but, <laughs> but it's, uh, yeah, well, it's, yeah, they're being less than clean, less than, you know, it's very tight space. It's elbow to elbow, shoulder to shoulder. Uh, and I always found that most people don't think that this is shared air and, you know, if you, you're sick, you should cover your mouth. But uh, anyway, so the feeling of Kia is people will not go back to public transportation, but they need another way of getting to work. And they're considering tiny electric vehicles for commuting as opposed to taking the bus or subway or train. Uh, this uh, was an article in Auto Express, a British magazine, 
and uh, the chief operating officer of Kia's European uh, division was quoted as saying, people want to feel safe today. We saw that clearly from a survey that was done after the coronavirus in China, which showed people had moved from public transportation to private transportation. Uh, what do you think? Micro vehicles for urban use, we were talking about the safety of smaller vehicles. Maybe this becomes the way of getting around. What do you think? I think it's a great idea, but uh, I, it's only going to work if in in the actual dense urban environment, you have to mm -hmm. live there. You can't live where I do, which is two and a half miles outside of D.C. and drive on Interstate 95. It will cost you $60 just to get into work. That's right. But across the bridges with all of this other traffic, you can't do that in your micro car mm -hmm. because they won't see you, even if they care about seeing you. I mean, I think the th what's going to happen in the future is most people can work at home. Wouldn't yep, it be better to, to put more money into the internet than building more roads or yep. parking garages yep. or something. And that's a car guy saying that. So anyway, Hey, we appreciate you listening to cruise control radio. We covered a lot of topics here. You want to check us out, go over to cruisecontrolradio.com or you can like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter. Time for me to say I'm Fred Staub. I'm Les Jackson. We'll see you down the road. Cruise Control Radio is your on-air automotive magazine. Go to www.cruisecontrolradio.com for more information.